Hello and welcome to Safer Stronger Kids, the podcast. I'm Caroline Allen. My goal in my business and through this podcast is to help you raise kind, resilient young people and is to walk alongside you on your journey towards safer, stronger parenting. Thanks so much for joining me. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of season 2 of Safer Stronger Kids, the podcast. I'm Caroline Allen. In this episode, I want to talk to you about my analogy of finding the centre of the river. Now, I might have even mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, but the truth is it deserves its own episode. The reason for that is this is an analogy that needs to become a daily practice. It's a daily process of checking in with ourselves and finding our way back to the centre of the river. It's something that when we're holding it in mind, it can be really helpful in bringing us back to being the parent that we actually want to be and not getting stuck in one particular style, not getting too rigid, not getting too fixed, and instead being able to flex and shift and move as we need to. So what do I mean when I say about finding the centre of the river? To explain this, I need you to imagine. (laughs) I need you to imagine that you are on a boat and it can be as fancy or as simple as you like. It's completely up to you. But your little boat is bumping its way down a river. Now that river is sometimes moving pretty quickly with lots of rapids, lots of rocks, lots of things being thrown in the way. Other times it's a more peaceful journey and you get to sit back and just enjoy the view and the scene around you. On one side of the river, you have got a bank that we're going to call the authoritarian bank. So the authoritarian bank is the style of parenting that is very command and demand. It's do as I say, no negotiations to be entered into. Kids need to obey and they should do what an adult has told them to do immediately just because an adult has told them to do it. In this model, parents don't need to earn kids' respect Kids need to give adults respect just by default, just because of the position that we've been granted of being older and bigger than them. Authoritarian parenting tends to rely heavily on fear. That will, of course, be disguised with the word respect. They need to respect me. What we're really thinking potentially is it's healthy for kids to fear their parents at least a little bit. Authoritarian parenting... It's really mainstream. You will see it everywhere and there's every chance that you were raised with a really authoritarian style. Authoritarian parenting, there is no negotiating. There is just a very fixed, very rigid set of rules that the parent has come up with. The parent delivers consequences and punishments as they see fit and the child needs to be the one to flex and bend and shift and shape themselves to fit in with the parents' expectations. Of course, the challenges with authoritarian parenting, (laughs) there are many. One of the biggest challenges and problems associated with authoritarian parenting is that there's no real relationship with the kids. It gives the kids no voice, no guidance, no one to genuinely feel safe seeking help from. It also means that we're likely to be delivering punishments and consequences without actually thinking about the why. We're seeing a child's behaviour and we're deciding what we think about that 
And we're not actually pausing to work out if they need help with something. We're not pausing to consider why. Why are they behaving like that? And how can I help them solve this problem? With authoritarian parenting, relationships don't get stronger. It's more likely that kids will separate from their parents when they get older and not feel a safe, trusting relationship that they come back to as an adult. It's also really important to know that with authoritarian parenting, kids can just become really sneaky. (laughs) So because they don't want to get caught out, but also because they don't want to suffer a consequence or a punishment, but also they don't really have a huge care factor for what their parents thinking of them anymore. So they're more likely just to develop really competent skills in making sure they don't get caught out for whatever it is they're doing, especially as a teenager. So this is more likely to include things like sneaking out of a house, breaking curfews, breaking rules, and um, just making sure that a parent doesn't find out about it. Another challenge with authoritarian parenting is that it doesn't cultivate a home environment where children feel safe talking uh, talking with us about their problems regardless of what it is. And this leaves kids more at risk of abuse. It leaves them alone in the world navigating things on their own, solving problems on their own because they don't feel like they have an adult to talk to about that problem. To add to another layer of the challenges of purely authoritarian parenting, it leaves parents with nowhere to go. What do you do when your child decides that your punishments and consequences mean nothing to them? Yeah, you've grounded me again. Whatever. Yeah, take my phone away. Whatever. Dish it all out. I expected it anyway. There's no real relationship. There's no trust. And the child is really just surviving the parenting until they're old enough to leave. When an authoritarian parent is yelling, threatening timeouts, threatening physical discipline, aka assault. What happens when the child just doesn't care or doesn't listen because they're not able to, because they themselves are so escalated? No one's helped actually solve the problem, so they can't settle down and use their words in the way they're being directed to. That parent has no more tools in their toolbox except to continue escalating. So when a person only has authoritarian skills to rely on, they are going to be more likely to wind up smacking, hitting, leaving children in their room for unfair and inappropriate amounts of time because they don't have any other resources to draw on. And if the child cannot meet their expectations, because those expectations probably aren't physically or developmentally appropriate, They haven't helped the child solve the problem so the child cannot do what is being asked of them and is only going to continue to escalate in response to the parents' escalations. (sighs) There is just nowhere to go and things get ugly and inappropriate and not okay very quickly. So there are a lot of challenges associated with authoritarian parenting. It's also very mainstream really common. It's really likely that that's how you were raised and that everything that I've just said is really resonating with you right now. If a person is raised with authoritarian parenting and then they become a parent, something really distinctive can happen, which is that they can decide that they are not going to be like that with their own children. 
They are not going to utilize control and fear. And so they swing really far the other way. And they actually swing so far the other way that they're on the other bank of our river. And they are as fixed on this other bank as the authoritarian parent is fixed over here. So that other bank is what we call the laissez-faire bank. The laissez-faire parent is the parent who really avoids delays and struggles with implementing boundaries, with communicating their expectations to the extent that the child simply might not really understand what is expected of them and keeps testing the limits because they're just trying to figure out where the limits are. It's really common for laissez-faire parents to find that they have a pattern of being gentle, 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 understanding, 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 doing their best, trying to negotiate, trying to find the way through, trying to find the middle road, blow up, explosion. And that's because they're human (laughs) and they've run out of patience, they've run out of energy, their mental load is too overwhelmed. And like the authoritarian parent, they don't have any more tools in their toolbox either. So when they're finding that they simply can't get the kids into bed or they can't get the kids to school on time or the kids just won't get in the, in the bath, when they've really internalised the belief that boundaries mean fear so therefore we don't want to have those boundaries and they haven't yet worked out that we can do boundaries but with love and it can feel good and safe and okay and actually parents and kids can come together and have stronger relationships as a result of boundaries. I just wind up exhausted, feeling hopeless, feeling like I don't know what to do now and an explosion happens. So laissez-faire parenting can leave kids feeling just as lost and alone as the kids over on that authoritarian bank. So on both banks, even though they are opposite forms of parenting, we'll find that the kids are struggling. They're struggling because they want connection, but they also want containment and they want some consistency and they want boundaries. But they want them delivered in a way that builds the relationship, that takes their perspective into account, that hears their voice, And ultimately, more important than anything, they want those boundaries delivered in a way that helps them to feel seen and helps them to feel safe. So we're in our boat. We are going down the river. On one side of the river is our authoritarian parenting. On the other side of the river is our laissez-faire parenting. Where are we? We are in our boat at in authoritative parenting authoritative parenting authoritative parenting I don't care how you want to say it I always say it differently that's fine it's not about how we say it what matters is how we do it in authoritative parenting we're offering boundaries but we're just doing it in a way that offers genuine leadership connection that prioritizes the relationship that hears our kids voices that doesn't threaten doesn't punish doesn't make kids feel small, doesn't use our power structure, doesn't leverage off our position of power and their marginalisation in order to get what we want. Some people might be listening to that thinking, okay, 
But how? <laughs> how do we maintain that? The number one thing with authoritative parenting is that we're listening. And instead of immediately jumping on a behaviour and wanting it to stop and instead wanting the kids to do what we want, instead we're always looking behind the behaviour. We're looking for the feeling. We might set a limit on a behaviour while allowing the feeling. And we're constantly teaching our kids how to manage those feelings, how to express those feelings in safe ways. We're present, we're talking, and we're taking our kids' views into account. Does that mean they get the final say? Not necessarily, but we're hearing their voices and we're making sure they know that we hear their voice. In authoritative parenting, we're going to offer our kids choices wherever we can. So the end result might be that you're getting in the bath or you're going to bed, but they get to choose whatever elements of that they can choose. So it's not just our way or the highway, nor is it their way alone without any respect of our needs. It's a constant balancing act of finding that middle road. The thing is that even when we are fully committed to this, even when we are determined that that is the type of parent that we want to be, we're going to stay in that boat and we are, we are on course. <sighs> even when we are fully committed, the truth is that life happens and we're going to get tired and just like our kids, we're going to get tired, we're going to get hungry, we're going to get stressed, we're going to feel isolated, we're going to have moments when we are preoccupied by what's happening at work or we're worried about finances or whatever it might be. And each of those things will cause us really likely to go off course. So sometimes our boat won't go into authoritative parenting. Sometimes instead of being on the river, it's going to bump to the left or the right. It's going to bump into authoritarian parenting or it's going to go the other way and bump into laissez-faire. You need to know that's normal and natural and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're doing it all wrong or that you've mucked it all up. Instead, when you realise that you've veered into one of those two territories, that's a moment when you pause and that's a moment where you take stock of, wait, where, who am I being right now? What type of parenting is this? What do I need to get me back on course? What am I feeling that's made me get off course? How did I get here? How did I get stuck on this bank? <laughs> what am I feeling? What do I need to help me get back? Often the answer to that is simpler than what you imagine might be a conversation with a friend, might be a drink of water, might be some fresh air, it might be just a get out of the house because our problems always feel bigger when we're stuck inside and exponentially smaller once we get outside. Does it mean the problems go away? No, but our perception of them changes and our ability to cope with them, our ability to regulate ourselves in spite of the problem shifts once we get outside. There are no magic wands for this process, but what there is is a willingness to hold it in mind, to accept that it's a bumpy journey down this river and that life will happen and life will knock us to one bank or the other and that's okay. Keep pausing, keep thinking about what you need, keep steering back 
into the middle of the river. So being willing to actually really stop and think, hmm, where have I wound up here? How do I get back to where I want to be? It's probably our most important parenting skill. I've made it sound pretty simple, haven't I? <laughs> Steering your way back to the middle of the river, back into authoritative parenting, back into a parenting that prioritises our kids, their voice, their needs, their feelings, alongside our own. Parenting that feels like a collaboration and a partnership and is actually loaded with connection and that can continue to be loaded with connection even throughout the teenage years where so many parents will be claiming that it's just natural for teenagers to spend all day in their room and to not want to talk to their parents. It's common. That doesn't mean it's natural. Maybe it happens because kids have actually given up on seeking guidance and talking to the parents around them because... Well, in the past, they haven't had their voices heard. So why should they keep believing that things have changed? So thank you so much for listening to my analogy about finding our way back to the centre of the river. I really hope that it helps you and I can't wait to talk to you again next time. Thanks so much for joining me for Safer Stronger Kids, the podcast. If you'd like to find out more about what I do, Visit my website, saferstrongerkids.com. Follow me on Facebook, Caroline Allen, Safer Stronger Kids. And follow me on Instagram, at Safer Stronger. Can't wait to talk to you again soon.